Welcome back to another episode of Fizzy Fixations. Today we're going to be interviewing Bumpy Jake or Jake. They are in editor slash. What else do you do, Jake? Uh, okay, God, let me list them all. Video editor, motion designer, developer, Minecraft admin, Discord admin, uh, Twitch mod, uh, lighting technician. What I'm trying to. A YouTuber, streamer. <laughs> Wait, you're a lighting uh, technician? Uh, I do. So I'm currently taking a production technology course, which I'm basically training to do lighting, designing, and tech, uh, technician stuff. It's, it's the only thing I really do outside of online stuff. That's pretty cool. I used to be in theater, so I was never in the tech, and tech always confused me because I never just understood it. Yeah, I mean, because I, I, I did performing for about 10 years. <gasps> I, I stopped in like 20, not, well, I stopped when COVID hit. Um, but like, I realized like the last few years I was doing performing, I was like, I'm spending more time looking at the lights than I am focusing on performing. Uh, so maybe that's why I wasn't very good. Uh, but now I'm like, this is like more of like, this is more of an interest to me. That's really cool. Um, If you don't mind me asking, what did you like perform in or what did you do for performing? So I went to like this, this state, this local stage school in my county. Uh, they've been operating for long, since for example, reasons around when I was born. I started when I was four years old, so I did a variety of shows like musical showcases, musicals, pantomimes, like a, a whole variety. Um, I wasn't very good. I was a, I was a decent actor. I was I was sometimes okay singing. I was a sh shit dancer. Uh, <laughs> the dancer absolutely hated me, but it, it, you know she was nice. Uh, I, I it was I honestly it was a great part of my life, but I also hated performing, so. Like, I I like the the experience though. It was a good experience. Do you did you ever like get like stage shy or did you ever get nervous when you were there or did you think that you were like ready to perform? It it, it depended on on what the show was and what I was doing. When it was stuff that was more acting heavy, I was confident because uh, I would put myself out more. But when it was anything involving like singing or dancing, I would like I would usually be fine. But like it very much just depended on what the show was and like what I was doing. But it helped build my confidence a lot, I'd say, probably, which is good. That's nice to hear. It's really hard to build confidence. That's, like, a really big thing because a lot of people are just like, I don't know if I'm doing this right, and you just start overthinking when you go on stage, and that was just me sometimes because my freshman year, I got, like, a supporting character, and I got so scared just to be on stage, and I was like, oh, oh I'm I... actually here in front of hundreds of people. Yeah. Uh... You know, the last show I ever did, it was we did Cinderella, and I was one of the ugly stepsisters. Oh, <gasps> uh, it was great. It, it was it, it was so fun. I looked so dumb, but it's so funny looking back on it. That was the last thing I ever performed in. It was the last performance I ever did before COVID. Um, and but the, the worst part was is that, that we had to like this because uh, me and the other one we had to like some like audience interaction stuff, which I hated because I hate talking to people. <laughs> it was and and our audience was the most fucking dead crowd of people. Like it was, it was, oh, it was horrible. But it, it was funny. It's a funny photo of it. We we love when the we love when the crowd is more interactive because then you know that you're doing like very well. And then when they're quiet, yeah, it's just exactly. kind of like, am I doing good? Yeah, I'd be like, hello, and then just no one would respond. It was really awkward. <laughs> but you you don't like talking to people people uh, <laughs> um that's that's awkward anyways uh continuing on with the podcast um i saw i saw on your youtube channel that you um uh i think a year ago you had an smp like a lore yes. smp yes yeah, so i but, but, but basically but that, the backstory behind that was me I, I i i obviously i meet a lot of friends throughout the friends so i happened to meet one friend 
who I then introduced me to a couple of her friends, and we were like, we want to start. A, we played, we were playing Minecraft for like, and we were like, it'd be fun if we did law. So I was like, I have, I have a server. I'll just throw it up. But we'll, we'll do some law recipe. Uh, we did what? We did one. We did it for like less than three weeks, and it was crap, and we closed it around <laughs> Christmas. It was awful, but it was kind of. It made a funny video, and we were like, okay, we're gonna do it again. So we got more people in. Uh, we redid it, and that lasted for about I think four months. It was actually active. Uh, and we kind of like it was kind of like semi-scripted law. In fact, the first law video wasn't scripted. The rest of it kind of was. Uh, but then everyone just kind of stopped playing. So when I got to like episode three, I was like, well, no one plays on the server anymore, and I have no more vods. So I kind of just had to basically script the entire thing, record it with like just myself and a couple of other people using old vods and stuff. So yeah, but it, it like it. I haven't. I realized after that I not I don't like doing law where I have to be kind of like leading it. I don't mind being in law, but it, it was kind of stressful, especially when no one else really wanted to do it. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, when you like just try to, because like I understand with law SMPs when you you always need the people there, and if they're not there and you're gonna be doing a stream, it's just really difficult. But yeah, I feel like you would understand like the amount of people that just it's hard for them to show up as um well because you're a minecraft event creator as well not just um admin and stuff right yeah so i kind of so i, I always did admin stuff like for my ghost service like that was kind of the reason i started like the original sp on my channel because I, I i was like into making servers so i just made it and we happened to do a law on it um i so i kind of i've always enjoyed doing that and i, I think over the last over the last like two years i've probably set up around at least, at least like thirty or forty servers. I want to say. Whoa, that's it, it's, a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> but, but then I was like, I kind of, it was around, it, it was around this time last year. Me and my friend, we were like, we want to start making like some small events just for like for us friends to play in, and like people who watch our streams. Uh, they never really went. It never really went anywhere. I think we peaked to like twenty players in one event. But that was it. Uh, but it was great because we got to like come up with ideas and then figure out how to actually create them within like the server uh and it, so it was a good experience for me learning how to develop and do admin stuff but also it was it allowed me to kind of be a lot very creative and work with friends to create like some really cool stuff uh what are some of like the recent events or events in the past that have been like your favorite to create or admin for well five games is definitely one of them five games was like five games was such like a stressful thing to me because i only had three weeks to do it but like it was really allow me to be creative manage my, oh, sorry i can't speak at all no it's okay it don't worry to be creative allow me to be creative come up with the concepts allow me to manage a really cool team of people it allowed me to improve my development and admin skills and overall it, it helped me improve in a lot of stuff but also it was just a lot of fun and i i don't know everyone like the best thing is that like, i know a lot of people enjoyed it and we managed to raise quite a lot of money for charity which was cool uh do you remember the first event that you've ever created was that the first event no, that that was like that's the last event I've done. The first event was okay. So the first like actual technically public event I did was Org last August, I think. It it only had seven players. <laughs> so one was one one was me, one was the other admin, and it was just like, like a little lava rises event. And then from that we kind of built our small event server, Natron of MC. It's a crap name. Uh, we never really went back to it after, uh, but we kind of we started making events on there. It was just me, him, and a couple friends. Uh, so those were all the, all the first events I did. And then it was only when I when I started doing stuff with Will that I kind of branched out and I kind of made different events. Uh, 
with like other people and was able to like do a lot more. I was less closed off. Was it like a slow build up from like seven people to the hundred player um events that you have like now? Or was it like it was just a sudden jump in oh, these people want to join your events? It was okay, it's kind of weird because we went from so like in my I'm trying to remember in terms of events. So we the last Natron event we did uh was October. We did a Halloween event. We never we, we tried to do stuff after that, but we kinda of stopped. And then after that, I did one event with Fan, where we had about 30 people. And then the next event after that, which I hosted, had 90. So it kind of was a big jump. With, uh, and I wasn't expecting that many people for that event. So it was kind of a big jump. But then after that, I kind of realized, now I know who I'm give, like kind of making these events for. And it's kind of easier to gauge the numbers now, especially now because I'm doing them with creators. So it's always like a more concrete number, I guess. Um, did you ever, like, get nervous reaching out to creators? Uh, or did you ever, like, be like, oh, I don't want to appear as this person that just only wants you for, like, clout? Because, like, some, that can be a big nervous type thing yeah. to do when you're an event creator. I mean, I, so I'm quite lucky. I never really had to reach out to creators, at least not really, because the, the events when we, st the uh, event when I was actually doing it with creators, it was always, I would reach out to creators I was friends with. Or I would be hosting it with friends who would reach out to creators they were friends with. Uh, for example, like Cloud Cruise, which was the first big event I did, it was, it was literally just we posted a thing on Twitter saying fill out this form if you want to join. And then something like Fly Games, where there was a lot of big creators, it was it was the bigger creator who was inviting all the creators. So I've I I so I guess the only case I can think of when I've had to message a creator was when I actually first contacted Kabuto about hosting Fly Games, because uh, I I was like I volunteered do that but i i never really had to message people about being in my events because it was always just it was who wants to be in the event i guess for the, the stuff where i've handled invites oh okay okay uh what do you think was like one of the hardest events for you to create to like uh to make or anything about um about the event um i guess there would be fight games because it was because it wasn't it was a simple concept but also not that simple it was the first time I had I did it with a, a velocity network, so which basically means we had two servers interacting with each other. We had the hub server and the game server. But it's my first time doing that. It's my first time doing development where I kind of used multiple different uh, ways to develop it to make it more optimized. And it was my first time doing an event where I knew I would get a hundred players, and I knew it would be a lot of big creators. So that was probably the hardest one, just because I I also had to communicate between the art department and the building department and the admin stuff so like that was probably the hardest one and also because of the time crunch because i only had three weeks to create oh, develop geez. and then test the entire thing like we were testing the day of the event because what happened with that is we got to the day of we got to the week of the event we hadn't tested i was like so we did the one test on tuesday there was a big bug which i fixed wednesday we did a test and it was fine it was laggy thursday we, we moved servers we did another test that was still laggy so i stayed up to 4 a.m with a couple other people moving the server so that way, a couple hours before the event on Friday, we got everyone to do a stress test, and it was fine, and then the event went fine. But that was probably the hardest one, just because we have how little time. I don't know how much new stuff I had to do. Do you have, like, any bad stories from that event? Like, not necessarily, like, oh, did this creator do something, more as, oh, did something go wrong? Um, so I actually, I wrote out, after the event, I basically said to everyone, give me everything you think could have gone better. And I have I wrote a massive feedback document. There was, so there's a lot of kind of small bugs, stuff like, um, like spawn points not being set properly, 
or people who would disconnect and not, then not be able to join back. Uh, there, there were like some major suggestions, but I think the main thing that like went wrong with the event wasn't even on my side. It was the fact that invites and stuff were very delayed. People didn't know their teams until two days before the event, which is out, completely out of my control. Uh, but that was probably the, like the worst thing about that event is just because it was very rushed, and so people kind of were kind of annoyed that they didn't have time to like, get know their teams. Um, but that that was more management rather than me, unfortunately. Yeah, there's some things that's just like not under your control, and that's f- completely understandable because not everything like in an event can be perfect. Even if it's like the most professional event out there, there will always be like yeah. a bug. <laughs> the uh, exactly. the uh, what's it called? I I'm trying to think about the one the one event the Will the Will Smith <laughs> when they yeah that I'm Will tra- Smith is that am I crazy the, when they punched him I'm go I'm going insane that's his name right oh right yeah, yeah I, oh <laughs> right I was so confused what you were talking about I you were <laughs> no, no 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 I was trying to relate it to <laughs> um to like wait what 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 was that event I forgot it's not the Oscars was it I don't think it was. But uh, something around there. It oh, was it was? Oh, okay. Yeah. I was trying to relate it to that, and I was trying to be like, oh, I can relate this, but then I couldn't remember the name for some reason, because every because you, you talked about Will, and I was like, it's not Will Created. What am I thinking? And I was like, that's not their name. What What is their name? And then, yeah, it just happened like that. Um. Anyways, uh, oh, my God. We're, we're, fly, um, we're flying by these. Um... I, w- I wanted to ask you this personally because I thought it was a really funny question, but what is one of your favorite commercial jingles? Oh, that's... Uh, oh. You see, I don't think you'd know any of the ones that I would say because because obviously I'm British. Eh, I mean, any any British listeners can understand what it is. Yeah, hello to British listeners. Honestly, I can't even think of any of them. I'm really bad at on-the-spot questions like that. <laughs> my brain just goes. I. What is a British jingle? I like uh, fifteen minutes can save you fifteen percent or more on car insurance, <laughs> but that's that. I don't know if that's over where you are. There, there's a really good. It's not a jingle. There's a really good slogan. It was for Silit Bang, which is a cleaning product, and and he'd spray the thing, and he'd be like, "Bang!" and the dirt is gone. It was iconic. <laughs> I, I I loved it. <laughs> I should definitely look up some of these jingles. I because like I I genuinely really like commercial jingles and I like their slogans as well because I think that they're all really like funny of how just like small short they are but it also interests the viewer. Um yeah. Speaking of like interesting viewers like what uh do you do any of like the work for advertising or cuz I know that you do marketing but do you do the advertising for it as well? Um, well, it kind of, it depends on what the event is. Like, for the biggest stuff, like, when I did Fly Games with Dotwave, Dotwave handled the advertising, so they did all the tweets from their account. The only thing I did for advertising for that event is I made the trailer. That's usually what it is, is I'll make trailers for these events. Um, like, because obviously, because I'm an editor, I'm a motion designer, so I'll create design of uh, trailers and graphics for them. It, it, honestly, it depends on how big the event is. The bigger the event is, usually yeah, they have more dedicated people to do marketing. But if it's a smaller event where it's a smaller team, I'll typically handle some of that myself. Uh, you should do like tweets and stuff, and like like sort of like trailers and stuff and teasers. Oh, okay. Uh, can you explain to me like what a motion designer is? I I personally just don't know. Someone who designs motion. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I, I appreciate it. No, I, I understand it now. 
<laughs> basically, like when when I do like logo animations or like I'm I'm doing like specifically just like animating like bits of text to do specific things, like I when it's like not specifically an edit and if it's just like one like animation like a logo or a bit of text, I technically count that as motion design. Others might not. But like if basically if you if you ever watch a trailer I've made and you see like the logo do something like really like spinny and cool and it's jumping, like that is what I would say is my motion design. Because oh. I'm like designing the motion of the logo which has been created. Which isn't my me. I'm I'm a terrible artist. I don't do art. The uh who made your um profile picture? That was a friend uh, my friend Moons, who I don't isn't really active on the internet anymore. Uh but I used to be quite close with her last year. But things it's really it's based off my old Minecraft skin. But I still use it because I've never I've never been able to commission another artist because uh, I've never had the time or money. But I, I do want to see. I really want to commission a new profile picture because this one is really outdated. <laughs> uh, why did you decide to do like a split die for like red and blue? Like, what where did your brand come from? You know, I I, I know people on on the stream will be able to, but I'll send you the image. Basically, it was a really crap Minecraft skin. That I was literally <laughs> solid solid red on one side, solid blue on the other. And then, and then, so when Moon spread this photo, she was like, "Okay, well, I guess in that case, you'd have blue and red hair." <laughs> um, I actually watched um, your YouTube video with it as well. It yeah, was a Mister. Yeah. It was the Mister Beast one where that you were in the event because I wanted to like you oh, know yeah. check check up on like your YouTube channel so that I at least know something. And I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> The the uh the one clip of you like just constantly dying was really funny in the Minecraft event. <laughs> um, I, I, honestly, I forgot about that video. I, forgot, I don't. That video is one of those videos where I look back on it and I'm like, why did I make that? Because it's so I'm so ins insignificant in that video, and I made it seem like I was like the main character when I had to like scrub through the video frame by frame to find parts that I was in it. But um, I, I feel it like it funny. added fun. Yeah, it added, like, the funniness of it. Like, oh, you just, like, you're in that one frame, and then you can see the, um, you in that one frame, and then you just, like, added more onto that. So I feel like there's some people that just yeah. aren't able to do that, where they can't be like, oh, I found this one bit, and you can't make, like, an entire video of how funny this is. Some people um, are only just able to, like, make a small TikTok, but you made, like, an entire thing, yeah. and that's really cool. Thing is, I've always kind of wanted to make short form content with just random clips I have, but then I've done it and I've been like, this is just not interesting to me because there's no, there's like nothing there. It's just like a one random clip and there's no context around it, which is why I want to do lore stuff. Like, like, so there was a lore video which I still, I kind of stopped working on because the server ended and I never actually got to finish it, but it was like, there was like a few key lore moments that happened like live on stream and I was like, well, this is cool. But I want more context for it, so I went in and I got like the actors in, like we refilmed a bunch of stuff, and I edited it with replay mod, so, like basically add extra context and add extra content around these just few streams. Because otherwise it would have been a boring video if I didn't like add like the, like the intro to the video basically kind of gives the backstory to the first part of the stream, uh, just so like, the first stream that is shown. So it's kind of good to add that so that we there's more there, and it's not just this is the thing that happened. No reason, it just happens. Yeah, I, I find that kind of boring, personally. Would you ever, like, if you can get people that are, like, more consistent, per se, would you go back to the lore? Or go back to lore in general? Uh, it honestly just depends who it's with and, like, whether... Because I feel like I've, uh, I used to play on a lot of SMPs, so, like, and that would be the main thing I do. I, play on, I just play a lot of Minecraft. I still play, also play a lot of Minecraft, but I don't really play, like, just general Minecraft as much anymore because I just don't have time. 
Like, I'm in a bunch of SMPs, but I very rarely play on them just because I'm so busy doing developing and stuff. Um, but if I had the time and I knew the people they were and I knew I could trust them to carry it, and then I could just go in and make a cool video out of it, then I probably would. But also, uh, I don't know. It's a lot of effort. Yeah. I, 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 I don't have as much time anymore. To, like... To, like, make sure that you have time for everything on, like, just your hobbies. What are, like, some hobbies that you do to make sure that you don't get burned out or stressed out? Well, I mean, the thing is, is that my hobbies is the stuff I do for work now. Oh. So, like, the hobbies I do it is making servers, doing developing, doing video editing. So, I guess the only thing I really do outside of that is I'll just call friends and we'll, like, go on bed wars or something. Or I'll just, like, join calls with friends and just hang out. But, honestly, like, aside, aside from the work stuff I do... And like going to school and doing lighting stuff. I don't really do much else. I'm kind of a boring person if I'm saying. I just don't really do much. Aside from the stuff I get paid to do. I mean, if you're enjoying it and like you're having fun and you get to like talk to your friends like still. I feel like it's yeah. not boring to you because it's you're having a good time. And that's really good that like you're having a good time with like the job that you work at. Because like, you, you know, some jobs can be boring for some, certain people. So that's yeah, why I was just exactly. curious what like your hobby was because for me I play video um, games outside of any content so then I can actually like oh I can relax now or I sleep that's always a viable <laughs> option I don't like going outside. That's true. <laughs> no, me too. I, especially right now because it's boiling in the UK so I hate being so I go I go home from school I sit in my room and I hide here until until I have to go out the next day like I go home at two today. I ate lunch and I got in bed and I slept for four hours next day and I, I woke up and was like, I should probably get up now because otherwise I'm going to do this podcast and I'm going to have like <laughs> zero energy. But I also had to do some developing stuff for uh, a client. That <laughs> when, when we both just wake up for the, for the podcast, <laughs> I, <laughs> there was this one time um, yeah. I was going to do like this uh, 12 hour stream and I didn't sleep until like, 5 6 a.m and it was it started at 12 p.m because i couldn't sleep because i have insomnia so i i yeah. woke up two minutes before and i was like oh god i had everything set up already i just had to like click everything in and restart um, restart everything to make sure that it's all okay and then i just like woke up with like energy like i can just give myself a burst of energy and right after within that time frame i just like i'm okay and then right after i just fall asleep <laughs> and then i go back to bed <laughs> I never have any energy when I wake up. It takes me so long to, like, gather my energy and gather my thoughts. I'm just going to lie there contemplating life for, like, 20 minutes <laughs> until I actually get out. Uh. If I have, like, five minutes left before I have to do something, I will just get some water, get, like, a Pepsi or a water bottle. Like, I have to splash water on my face and then get that and then start drinking it. And I'm like, okay, okay. And then I just hype myself up. I get, like, one song. I hype myself up and I'm, re I'm ready to go. Let's go. That's that's definitely not what happened before this. <laughs> at at all. <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah. Um. To pretty much like wrap it up, do you have any advice for any pe um people that like want to make events or want um to try to start doing like what you do? I think the main bit of advice I'd give is take your time. There there are so many cases that I've seen, and I'm guilty of this as well, where people were like, "Okay, I'm gonna do an event in two weeks." And they have nothing. They have. They've barely ever got an idea. Like the main thing you need to do with an event is take your time. Obviously, big events when doing it for clients and stuff, they have to like set deadlines, which is completely fine. Set deadlines, but like 
do not rush, and especially when if it's just a small group of people and you don't have much experience. If you rush making your events, it's gonna turn out shit. Like being the nicest way possible, it will be shit if you do not take your time. And I am very lucky that I've done a lot of events in a short amount of time, and they've worked well, like five games. But that was just complete luck. Like we completely had lucked out with five games. So that's the main thing. Take your time. The other thing I'd say is, um, what was I gonna say? Uh, pick who you work with carefully. Don't if you don't know that you can rely on someone else, especially if you aren't paying them, which isn't a bad thing. If people are volunteering, that's completely fine. But make sure you know who you're working with, and make sure if you know you need to rely on them, that you can rely on them. Because I I've like had events been like ruined in the past because I I I've said okay you're gonna do this and then they didn't do it. Which is fine, because people have other things to do, but make sure you know who you're working with. And then the last thing I'd say is, this is, this is kind of a boring one, have a good server, test, like, that's the most important thing, you have to test. If you don't do a test, it's going to go badly. Stress test it, get as, many as you, get as many people on as you can to test, make sure nothing lags, everything works. And and I don't use command books to make events, because I don't want to see people do that before, and it hurts my soul. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, well, last thing, feedback. The most important thing as an event organizer is getting feedback and acting on it. So, like after Fly Games, I said I asked everyone, I was like, "Everyone, give me your feedback for the event." And I wrote out a massive Google Doc with everyone's feedback. So now I know if I was to do that event again, or really any event, I have I know what will make it better. So that that is a very important thing. You should always get feedback uh, and know what you're doing. Um, that, that's insanely good advice that I would never been able to give because I gave, I did one event and everything that you just said, I did the exact opposite because <laughs> it was the first ever thing, I, um, event I ever did. And I, I, it was me, myself and I with 20 other creators trying to deal with, um, one server. And I was like, oh God, what did I do? <laughs> it worked out <laughs> semi well, I guess you could say, but, uh, Pride Games was, like, really good. I watched someone's perspective of it, and I highly enjoyed it, so... Pride Games went so well. Like, yeah. Like, I remember seeing that after, so I was like, there is no way that this should have worked this well. <laughs> but it did. Like, and, I, and it's good because, because of that, I now have a job with Dot Wave. I now am doing a lot of other really cool work. Uh, because I was able to do that, I've met a lot of really cool people from it, and overall, it was a bit... Like, uh, uh, like this is another thing I'd say, but don't take risks, don't over overload yourself with a lot of work however like in this case it like it, I, it was a it was a risk but it was a risk that was worth it and it I'm was a very well risk. calculated risk and yeah, i'm yeah exactly i'm really happy for you that you were able to like get all these jobs from that event because it was a great event you earned i think over 2.5k uh for which charity again yeah i think it, it was for the trevor project i think let, let me pull up i have the page open right here we we raised from this event a total of two thousand one hundred and fifty five dollars. Uh, it was actually it was like twenty three hundred, but because the the website we used to do the in game donations takes a five percent cut, unfortunately. Oh. So from that way, it's like we only got nineteen hundred, which is still a huge amount. Like it, <laughs> I thought it was just like funny. I don't know if I, I never tweeted this, but it was very funny. <laughs> Someone donated. Two hundred and sixty-one dollars worth of items to the someone's wrong username. Oh, because it was it was Ori. <laughs> it's Ori's username is Ori likes tea, and this person donated two hundred sixty-one dollars to the username Ori loves tea. <laughs> so I went to the VC and was like, "Hey, whoever's donated this money, thank you, but you're doing the wrong username." So I was having to get the address manually. Uh, but then they spent an additional hundred dollars on, hundred seventy dollars on the actual username. 
<laughs> that's <laughs> that's that's crazy amounts like that yeah. that amount and then you saying that that event was like really hard and some parts like you were surprised um by that it worked so well that's great Ooh, yeah. i love analytics <laughs> i should i'm <laughs> definitely gonna be looking at this like after um this podcast because i love looking at statistics yeah. and stuff fact, if, if you want more statistics you can read this as well this is basically the entire documentation of the whole event oh <gasps> All right, guys. So that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, before I, before like this all ends, what's one of your favorite songs like currently? It doesn't have to be like all time favorite. It could be like currently you listen to like on repeat. You see, but any of my friends will tell you I am terrible to ask for stuff about music because <laughs> I I have like if you look at my my Spotify playlist, it's called Bumpy Jake Playlist Shit. It's got <laughs> eight hundred fifty songs of the most mixed amount of genres ever. You'll go from like rock to pop to royalty free Kevin MacLeod to the Minions to ABBA <gasps> to minions. musicals. It, like I couldn't tell you what my favorite song is because I don't know what my favorite song is. Like people are always like, oh, like what kind of genre do you like? I don't know. It's <laughs> a playlist. My, my genre is this playlist. It, it, it is the entire playlist. There's no, it's all compiled into one. Yeah, this is the, this is the Bumpy Jake genre. What, okay, what would you say is your favorite musical then, since you have musicals? Because I like Dear Evan Hansen. I've never seen it. I kind of want to see it. I think... I, I have quite a few. I really like musicals. I know, obviously, I'll be basic, but I really like Hamilton. Um, What's another really good one? I mean, Beetlejuice. Ha- Beetlejuice <gasps> oh my god! Great. I love... Th- I want to watch s- it. <laughs> oh my god, you haven't seen it? I, no, because I'm in the UK and it, never, it, never, it was only in Broadway. Uh, I've watched a lot of pirated versions of it, though. And I really, I really like the music from it. I I haven't oh, seen Matilda, any part of Matilda the musical. Matilda <gasps> the musical is also great. Oh my god! I I I I have never appreciated you more than I do like right now. <laughs> Matilda is the only musical I've ever seen in like an actual like theater. The mu- Matilda so the musical. Good. Oh my god! It was so good. It was so funny too because I love musicals, but my family hates them because they're like, "Why do they sing at random times?" Oh, and I'm like, "That's the point." Yeah. F- fizzy, I'll, fizzy, I'll go see a musical with you. <gasps> oh my god! I'm going to the UK just for that. <laughs> We're. <laughs> oh my god! Let's do it. Let's do it. I'll, I'll head over to the UK right now. I want. I want to go to TwitchCon Amsterdam, but like you know, uh, broke and living in like America. <laughs> Also, isn't it like tomorrow? Yeah, it's tomorrow. Is it? Wait, is it actually? Oh, Friday. I think it's it's either Friday or Saturday. Sometime around there, but I'm going to TwitchCon San Diego though. I I'm I'm in my bedroom. Get, I'm gonna I'll, I'm gonna stay here. <laughs> but that's crazy because Matilda the Musical, my my dad fell asleep for like 30 minutes of the musical, wow. and then I was just Get like, man, he's not a real one. He's not a real one. <laughs> It was so funny though because like then they're like anybody anybody that reads books here is lame and they're like who reads books here and then my dad raised his hand I was like no you don't he was like yeah I do newspapers count and I was like no they don't because <laughs> uh, no, especially like for someone who I do production tech so I work on a lot of shows so someone who does that and obviously you still perform like I going in and being able to see just out this like. Like, even if the show is kind of crap, when I've seen musicals that are, like, just being there in the theater and seeing all the lights and seeing all, like, the moving set pieces, it's so fascinating to me that I that I love going to see the theater just just for that. Uh, and they eat, like, but also, I, Matilda, I, it, Matilda has some banger tunes in it, I, I'm just saying. They do. 
but like the tech rehearsals for like the musical is a big pain like i was never the tech the tech person but i stood for like i think an hour to an hour and a half just standing in one spot because they had to um figure out where the spotlight was gonna be so i just had to stay yeah. there and i couldn't play on my phone because then they were like if you move we won't know and i was like god damn it <laughs> I remember this one show I did, and we were trying to, we had these really crap lights uh, for spotlights, and I was like, okay, I'm going to get the axe on the stage so I can kind of like roughly position them. But then I had to get up on this really crap ladder, move these lights that were like chained to the wall, and I that had probably been up there for 50 years, and I, and I was like, I'm really sorry to be a pain, but can you just wait there for like a few more minutes? So I could, because I was like running up and down the hall, turning the light on and then moving <laughs> it and then turning it off, and god, tech days are so stressful. To, like and then when you have to do full run through days when you're just stuck and then like if anything messes up then the um the the, 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 the what is it called the theater per- the, the main theater person <laughs> like stage manager yeah no not stage manager the one above that uh production manager yeah there you go i couldn't think of um the name for a second yeah the production manager just gets really angry because there was one time when i was doing a um we were doing a full run through and I had to be, like, in the first act, I had an allergic reaction to something, so I had to leave. Oh, God. And it was awful, because I never, I've never experienced an allergic reaction before, and so it, like, my face started bloating up and everything, and then I went to her, and I was like, like, my, my mouth and lips were, like, bloated up, and I was like, I'm having an allergic reaction right now, I have to go home, and she was so pissed off. (laughs) She was so angry. We we did a dance show right that the, the my cast was teching for, and we spent three we spent our entire profit from tickets it was like three hundred pounds spent all that money on us on a really cool fog machine because the whole thing was like above the clouds. Mm-hmm. We turned on and in the first song we found out one of the performers had asthma, oh! so we couldn't use it for most of the show. We spent three hundred pounds on renting this fog machine and we couldn't use it for most of the show because she was in so many songs and we were so pissed off. Like, it's not her fault for having asthma, but we were so pissed. It was no, funny. just simply breathe. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> just breathe back. <laughs> but that sucks. I love fog machines. I love watching fog machines on stage, yeah. but our theater was so old that, like, it would fuck with the fire alarm and stuff. Oh, that happened in that same show. Because the part, the teacher who was meant to cover the, the smoke caps, smoke detector caps, didn't because he's a dumbass so during the during the actual show like when we had like 80 people in the audience the smoke detector started going off oh. and then when and so we're on comms like some shit so we'll get the caps and we were running people were running around just like taping cloth to the smoke detectors because we couldn't <laughs> we couldn't find the things to actually cover them it was and but the, bless the dancers they, they kept on going throughout the entire like, time the fire alarm was going off like they kept on going and i respect <laughs> the fuck out of that the show must go on. Who cares if the fire alarm is going off? We can dance yeah. through this. Keep dancing. If the music doesn't stop and you and everyone's still watching, you keep going. <laughs> exactly. And I think like definitely stuff like that is like it kind of it helps doing like live stuff and then also event stuff because like obviously technical skills like kind of got transfer over like. I, I did the brochures for both of our two most recent shows and I was able to do that because of my experience doing like like marketing stuff for events and I've done video stuff as well for that uh, but then also just being know how knowing how to work in a team is such like it's such a like generic thing to say but working in a team is a really important thing and obviously I do that in like both theatre and the event 
it's I feel like just so many people that are like in content creation now have been in theater, so it just works out for them, so that they can express themselves. Because like you yeah. know, theater goes Always to acting sometimes. Fits. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, um, I say that I was also a dumb theater kid. <laughs> hey man, hey man, I was I was for your information thespian president. So I'm slaying. I stay slaying. Slay. <laughs> It was so stressful because it was during quarantine that I was thespian president, and I was oh, like, I didn't know what to do to get people like interested, and I kept doing different things. I had a, I recorded um, monologues after monologues. I made my own monologue so that I could post it because we were doing like TikTok weeks and stuff, and no one was interested. So I was like, I don't know how to get you guys interested in something that you don't want to do because you're stuck in quarantine and you can't go outside. So I don't know what you want, <laughs> want from me because you can only do a certain extent of things because our yeah. theater di um, director does not want us to like go overboard because we still have to stay within the PG, PG-13 area. Oh. Yeah, exactly. That's so I'm like fucking on stage. <laughs> <laughs> that we do the Heather's music musical. <laughs> we <Yeah>. just <laughs> we just go for it. We're like, hey, we're doing this now. <laughs> um, but hey, I really appreciate you joining the podcast. Um, I really want to talk to you more about musicals, uh, like yeah, at any time. <laughs> Let's call sometime and we we'll just talk about musicals. I'm so down. We could just I'm watch so musicals down. together. <laughs> I'm I'm down yeah, for that. No, honestly, I'm so down. Um, but yeah, shout out anything that you want to shout out, and then after that, shout out any one that you want to shout out. Uh, well, uh, twitter.com slash bomb, just like, at bombajig on Twitter. Really, bombajig on anything, bombajig.com is where I have all my links and stuff. Uh, I'm actually meant to be calling a guy after this, talk about making a website for me. Uh, but yeah, bombajig on everything. Uh, I, Twitter is where I post a lot, most of my stuff now, so follow me on there. Follow bus so follow at button presents and at dot wave presents on Twitter, the two event studios I work for. Super cool stuff coming out on them. Follow them, stay updated. They're gonna be making some dope shit this year, I'm telling you. <gasps> I can't wait. Personally I can't wait. I love your events, but Thanks for listening. I, I keep almost saying watching. They're not watching. They're listening. Thank you for listening. Uh, I'll see you guys on the next Fixations. Bye. Say bye. Bye. Bye.